Everything is inspired by the teachings of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, who is the founder of Charity of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. Om Aganati Maranda Sanganagana Sakya Chaksodun Meditam Yana Tajmai Ishi Gadave Noham. Sri Chaitanya Manovisam Sabitam Yana Bhutare. Sayam Rupa Karamiyam Dadati Swaparantikam. I'd like to talk to you today about meeting the right people. If you'll stay in faith and be a person of excellence, Krishna, which is our name for God, he'll always bring the right people into your life. Just as he's put dreams in your heart, he'll also bring the people that you need in your life to fulfill those dreams or make those dreams to come to pass. You don't have to struggle to make things happen. All you have to do is keep in peace, stay in faith. If you'll just keep being your best day after day, Krishna or God will send you divine connections. In the Chaitanya Charita Madhya Leela, Brahmanda Brahmite Kono Bhagavana Jiva Guru Krishna Prashade Bhai. It says some souls are elevated into the upper planetary systems, some are down in the lower planetary systems. It says, out of many millions and millions of wandering living entities, one who is Mahabhag or very fortunate gets the opportunity to associate with a bona fide spiritual guide by the grace of the Lord. By the mercy of Krishna, a person receives the seed of loving devotional service, otherwise known as LDS. You guys like that one? <laughs> all right. We're all on the same page here. <laughs> I first went to India in 1969 looking for a divine connection. It was a place of gurus and mysticism and saints and sages. And so I wanted to find a mentor. And I spent two months in India. I went overland through Turkey and Iran, Afghanistan, and Pakistan. I didn't meet anyone that really impressed me as a spiritual mentor. I spent all my money, thought I'd missed the boat, lost my chance. So in order to get some more money, I went to Australia with no spiritual expectations whatsoever. Quite cynically, just went there to make money so then I could go to somewhere really interesting. Being spewed out of Winyard Station, downtown George Street, one winter evening in Sydney, Australia, coming back from my job as a construction worker in North Sydney. In that most unlikely spot, I met my divine connection. It wasn't in India where you might have expected it. It wasn't an Indian who you might have expected it to be, but it was a Westerner named Upendra. He himself was a disciple of our spiritual master, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, who had sent him to Australia as a missionary. It was Upendra who mentored me, who trained me up until such time as Prabhupada finally came to Australia a year later in 1971. And then I met my spiritual master face to face. Would you agree with me that too often we try to make things happen by our own strength? How many people do you know at the office who play up to the boss to get a promotion? How many people are friends with one person in order to get to know another person in their social circle? Can I tell you, Krishna God knows who you really need to know. He has your mate already lined up. He knows who will give you that opportunity, open that door 10 years down the road. Vedaham samaditani bhartamani charjan. Krishna says, I know everything past, present, and future. That person who left you, broke your heart, 
you don't think you can live without them, will you trust Krishna? Krishna knows that 20 years from now, he will have been married and divorced three times. Krishna knows that in 20 years, he'll be broke, bald, and have bad breath. (laughs) Real freedom comes when you realize that Krishna wants to give you divine connections. You don't have to play up to anyone, try to get them to like you. You don't have to worry because you haven't met the person of your dreams. You don't have to live frustrated because you haven't made all the connections that you feel you need right now. Quit trying to make things happen. Just stay in faith. Krishna will give you the desires of your heart. Looking back on my life, I'm 75 years now, not one time do I recall that I had to manipulate or play up to anyone to get what I wanted. 1969, I was sitting in a cafe in Singapore with a bunch of guys, big round table, guys from Israel, Netherlands, Belgium. There was one vacant seat, beautiful, gorgeous girl, frames in the threshold of the doorway, looking for a place to sit. I jumped up like a puppet whose strings were being pulled and with a flourish pulled the only vacant chair at the table, which coincidentally was right next to me. And that was by Bobby, my wife, of 52 years. 20 years later, she told me that when I pulled out that chair for her, the thought that popped into her mind was, he'd make a good husband. (laughs) Here's a poem on this connection by William Burroughs. Serene. I fold my arms and wait, nor care for wind or tide nor sea. I rave no more against time or fate, for lo, my own shall come to me. I stay my haste, I make delays for what avails this eager pace. I stand amid the eternal ways, and what is mine shall know my face, asleep awake by night or day. The friends I seek are seeking me. No wind can drive my ship astray, nor change the tide of destiny. What matter if I stand alone? I wait with joy the coming years. My heart will reap where it is sown and garner up its fruit of tears. The waters know their own and draw the brook that springs from yonder height. So flows the good with equal law until the soul of pure delights. The stars come nightly to the sky, the tidal wave to the sea, nor time nor space nor deep nor high can keep my own away from me. In 1926, a friend dragged our guru, Prabhupada, to an upstairs Calcutta apartment. Prabhupada His father was a pure devotee of Krishna, and as such, he hosted a lot of swamis in a home. Prabhupada had seen many of them as a child. He wasn't particularly impressed with any of them. So when his friend Narendra wanted to take him to meet a swami, Prabhupada didn't really want to go. His friend had to control him, persuade him, drag him. That friend directed Prabhupada's steps to Bhakti Siddhanta Saratashi Goswami who within the first 30 seconds of their meeting defined his whole life mission. As Prabhupada bowed down with his friend, as was the custom, before the guru seated in an elevated seat, the guru said before they'd even gotten back upright again, he said, you're an intelligent young man. You should preach the gospel of Bhagavad Gita in the Western countries. That was his divine connection. And he committed himself to a spiritual master, at least in his mind at that time. Now, this is the key, to commit to God, and then God will commit to you. As they surrender unto me, Krishna says, I will reward them accordingly. We will commit 
to God, then God will in turn commit to making and molding us in the image of his greatness. Like in marriage, you can't expect your spouse, can you, to commit to you if you don't commit to her or him. Today, young people talk about having partners. They even have children with these partners. They don't want to be married to tie down. They want to keep their options open, even after having children. Prabhupada said, the people I've seen in America are very restless. They go from one apartment to another, from one country to another, from one partner to another. That restlessness is there because they're searching after our real home. To go from this place to that place or that person to that person will not give happiness. Happiness is eternal life with Krishna or God. Can I tell you that you'll never fulfill your destiny until you commit? Commit to your marriage, commit to one spouse, commit to one guru, commit to one God. See these beads? These are my dog collar. I am owned lock, stock, and barrel, bought and sold to my guru, his divine grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami. Said if you're always changing, you won't have any potency. Like a pot which has a small crack, the water will always leak out of it. And Prabhupada said, a Krishna conscious or God conscious person is peaceful, can sit down in one place, chanting, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hari Rama, Hari Rama, Rama Rama, Hari Hari, day and night. Ordinary persons, they cannot. They must be restless, always changing partners, changing jobs, changing apartments. But Krishna consciousness is so nice that one can sit down in one place. In the pursuing of our duties as a husband, father, devotee, change, can I tell you, is going to come of its own accord, just like the seasons. We don't have to make the seasons change. We don't have to make the sun rise and set. Bhagavad Gita, second chapter, 14th verse. Matrash parshas dukanti asitoshni shuka duka agamapayana nityas tams tidiksasva bharata. O Arjuna, Krishna says, in the non-permanent appearance of happiness and distress and their disappearance in due course are just like the appearance and disappearance of winter and summer seasons. They arise from sense perception, and one must learn to tolerate them without being disturbed. It means in the discharge of one's duty, one has to learn to tolerate impermanent appearances and disappearances of happiness and distress. Prabhupada gives the example that according to Vedic tradition, one has to take one's bath early in the pre-dawn hours, even in the months of January and February. Of course, it's very cold, and the water is very pinching. But in spite of that, someone who abides by religious principles does not hesitate to take his bath at that early morning hour. And similarly, in the heat of the summer, when the temperatures outside sometimes get 150 degrees, the woman's duty is to cook over a hot fire wearing a sari in the months of May and June, the hottest time of the year. We have to execute our duty in spite of seasonal inconveniences. You lost that loved one. The company you've been working with for 30 years let you go. We're in the middle of a pandemic. The seasons of your life change inevitably according to the influence of time. Now we have personal growth seasons and we have teaching seasons. 
We have times when nothing goes our way. Those are personal growth seasons. They're good for you. They mature you. Then we have times when everything goes our way. The mission takes off. The temple gets built. The charity gets traction. Your preaching goes to the next level. You write that book. You compose that song. That's a successful teaching season which benefits others. Be happy, fixed, and steady in all seasons, knowing that you can't have spring without winter. You can't have a successful teaching season unless you have a personal growth season. Sometimes we think we have to hook up with a person. Seems a perfect fit, but Krishna slams the door. Can I tell you? He knows what he's doing. We need to pray, Lord, bring the right people into my life and weed out those who shouldn't be there. And I'll tell you, the second part of weeding out is just as important as the first. It's important to note that the right people generally don't show up until after you show the wrong people the door. That's us doing our part. We have to exercise our faith to get rid of the wrong association and then trust Krishna to send the right people. We can't hold on to the wrong people until the right people show up. It won't work that way in Krishna's economy. Life is too short to continue in relationships with the wrong people. It may be impressive to be seen around them, but you have to go below the surface and listen to what that small, still voice inside is telling you. It's telling you that we become like the people with whom we associate. Someone's unfaithful and you hang out with them, you start thinking of being unfaithful. Someone has lack of integrity and you find yourself tempted to go into those gray areas in business. Someone complains and before you long, you know it, nothing's right, everything's wrong. Take inventory. Are you in this relationship for the right or for the wrong reasons? Is this friend challenging you, inspiring you, lifting you up or pulling you down, taking you somewhere where you know you shouldn't go? Pray, Krishna, I'm gonna make some changes and I'm gonna trust you to bring the right people into my life. All it takes is one right person putting in the right word at the right time, one small puff of Krishna's favor. You get that promotion. You get the grant, that building, that land, that contract. You go to a whole new level. If you know the epic Ramayana, Vibhishana was born in a race of rakshasas, demons. He was the brother of the evil Ravana. But Vibhishan was not a demon like his brother. He was a devotee. He advised his brother Ravana to return Ram's wife, Sita, whom he had kidnapped, and beg Ram's forgiveness for kidnapping her. And when Vibhishan advised his brother in the parliament hall, his brother got a towering anger. It was all Ravana could do to stop himself from killing his brother, but what he did do is he tossed him out on his ear. He disowned him. He cut him off from the opulent palace living and vast family wealth. He made him a pauper, homeless and destitute. At first, it looked like Vibhishan had made a tactical mistake. Maybe he should have kept his mouth shut, kept a low profile, gone along to get along. 
Well, Bibishon went to the camp of Ram, and he offered his help in the siege of Lanka. When the monkey allies of Ram saw Bibishon, the brother of Ravana, they called him a spy, and they laid hands on him. They were going to kill him. But Hanuman, who had reconnoitered in the palace, overheard Bibishana rebuking his brother at the risk of his life, unexpectedly came to his aid, and he vouched for him to Ram that indeed he was a friend. Ram accepted Bibishana in friendship and love. Later on, after Ravana had been killed, Ram installed Vibhishana on Ravana's throne. Vibhishana didn't have to fight for the throne. He didn't have to play up to anyone. He didn't have to work for it. Hanuman witnessed for him that he gave up the bad association of his brother without counting the cost. After the battle, Rama restored to Vibhishana hundreds of times what he'd lost. He didn't have to do anything for it. He didn't have to make it happen. One word of endorsement from Hanuman took him to where he could not have gone on his own. A more contemporary story, 1949. Billy Graham was just one of many, many revivalist preachers crisscrossing the country. During a tent meeting in the Los Angeles area, the newspaper Zion, William Randolph Hearst, happened to be in the audience. And he was so impressed with this young preacher that he sent a two-word telegram to all of his newspapers. Puff Graham. I guess that's journalism for promoting. Those two words and the ensuing front page coverage made Billy Graham an instant overnight celebrity. In his 1991 biography, Billy Graham said, Hearst and I did not meet, we did not talk by phone, nor did we ever even correspond as long as he lived. A two-word telegram from a man he was never to meet or ever to talk to did more for Billy Graham to gain influence and credibility than he could have ever done his own in several lifetimes. What do we learn? Maybe you're frustrated right now in your life. Maybe you're not where you had hoped you would be. It's true. During the personal growth seasons, seems like we're off too often spinning our wheels, but not going anywhere. Can I encourage you? Stay in faith. Do everything that be done. Keep being your best, even when it seems nothing is happening. Keep honoring the Lord by daily chanting his holy names. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hari Hari, Hari Rama, Hari Rama, Rama Rama, Hari Hari. Then get ready. Get excited because one day Krishna is going to send a divine connection. You're going to meet the right person explosively, suddenly, in one puff of breath. Your day will come. Doesn't matter what you've been through. Krishna has the right people for the right time, whether you need a spouse or a friend, a patron, a guarantor or donor, Krishna knows who you need to fulfill your God-given dream. And if you keep him first place, he'll send that connection not a moment too early nor a moment too late. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama, Rama, Hare Hare.
We just have to do our part and keep believing. Thank him in advance every day for divine connections. Thank him that he's going to cause you to be at the right place at the right time to meet the right people. Short story of Bilbo Mangala Tokor lived about four or five hundred years ago. He had an attachment to a prostitute named Chintamani. He even left in the middle of his father's funeral to go to her in a stormy, turbulent night. He swam a raging river, almost drowned. He arrived at her door soaked and half dead. She told him that if he had spent half the energy to worship Krishna that he did in chasing her, he would be a pure devotee and eligible to go back to home, back to God. Her words stirred something within him, awakened his dormant Krishna consciousness. He went on to become a great saint and wrote many devotional classics on Krishna consciousness. So you see that even a prostitute can be a divine connection. Don't think anyone is insignificant. Krishna uses everyone, no matter what their gender, their skin color, their economic status, or their ethnicity. Ninth chapter, 32nd verse of the Bhagavad Gita. O Arjuna, those who take shelter of me, though they may be women, merchants, workers, anyone, irregardless of caste or social status, can achieve the supreme destination. And Prabhupada explains here in the purport, it is clearly declared here by the Supreme Lord that in devotional service, there is no distinction between lower and higher classes of people. In the material conception of life, there are such divisions, but for a person engaged in transcendental, loving devotional service to the Lord, there are not. Everyone is eligible for the supreme destination. No doubt, every one of you can look back over and scan your life and see connections that just had to be the hand of God. And if Krishna did it for you in the past, can I tell you, he will continue to do it for you in the future. He's already got the people lined up that you need. Just do your part, stay in faith, get up every morning and thank him in advance for the divine connections. Don't try to force things, just trust him to bring the right people at the right times. Here's the key, sow a seed, be a divine connection to someone else and then Krishna uses that seed to bring you your divine connection when you need it. Look for opportunities to push others forward. When you push others forward, Krishna will push you forward. Look for people in whose lives you can make a difference, and then Krishna will send you the right people when you need them. What goes around comes around. Pay attention to the people around you, like with Apendra for me, like with Bhakti Siddhanta for Prabhupada, like with William Hurst for Billy Graham, like with Chintamani for Bilba Mangala. Live with the attitude. Who can I bless today? Who can I encourage? Where is there a need today? If you do this, if you be a divine connection to others, then Krishna will bring you the right friends, the right spouses, the right supporters, donors and well-wishers to help you accomplish your God-given dream in this life, and you will go back to home, back to Godhead in the next. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. 
हरि राम हरि राम 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 हरि हरि